we'll just go. Yeah, the, the trade deadline is coming up. It's November 29th, which is, what's today? Today's the 20th. Hi, I'm Don. This is Joe. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Joseph Martin. Joseph Edward Martin. 28th, is that, that's Monday. Wait, today's the 20th. So next Saturday will be the 27th. Yeah. 28th, 29th. Yeah. Monday. Well, let I'm looking at the settings right now. Um, hi, this is the podcast, the Martins. Um, and then, uh, so the November 29th, yeah, at noon, at 12 p.m. All right, that's the trade deadline. So Evan's already started selling off his team. He's he's made the decision to, basically, he's like, I'm out, peace out, yeah. trying to get picks. And not been very successful in some areas. I mean, he got, what, a fourth rounder out of you right now? Yeah, I don't know if he's – has he traded any other draft picks? No, none others. We're going to try to do a good job of posting those in the official trades channel too. It's also tough because, like, you look at his roster and, I mean, it's probably why he's three and seven, but a lot of the players are just unattractive to playoff contenders. You've got Tom Brady. I don't think anyone's going to go and, like, really trade for that unless there's, like, a – Maybe there's a, you know, actually that's a good point. Maybe Tom Brady has a really good matchup one week in the playoffs. Let's see. Let's check and see. It'll be what, 15, 16, 17? So New Orleans, probably not. At Carolina, at Jets, week 17. So there may be, again, I don't know if you will get a high draft pick for it, but Tom Brady might be interesting for someone who thinks they're going to be able to make it to championship week, just stash him and and play him against the Jets in the championship week. He, he tried to give me Tom Brady in our trade, and I was like, well, I don't know if I want a backup quarterback right now. But actually, he I mean, not the backup. He would have been – well, I don't know. Anyway, Jalen Hurts. So, uh, yeah, we're talking about uh, draft pick trading today. Hi, everyone, league, uh, and just, like, uh, value. So that's we just jumped right in. Um, keep up, please. Terry McLaurin and Mike Williams. No one's gonna trade for those. Really. Oh, Mike I mean, Williams. He he wanted from me for that, like for the chance that he comes back to being amazing and he can keep him. Yeah. I think I dropped him in what, like a, I don't know, eighth or tenth. I don't know what I dropped him. The, the only other person on the roster. Sorry, Evan. We're. I know that's not what you like to hear. It's probably Miles Sanders if he comes back. And. Very McLaurin. People, I don't like, think so. Not with Taylor Heineke and stuff. <laughs> McLaurin was hyped and was supposed to be really good because he was going to have Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, and I see. He's, he's just turned really – you know what he's, he is like? I don't know if anyone in the industry said this. He feels like Tyler Lockett is sometimes, where it's like you're oh. going to get those like nine catch, 140-yard games and touchdown, and then you just get just utter stinkers out there too. I think it was year. more consistent last year. Yeah. But yeah. Well, well, here's another thing to think about um, for the people that do want to consider trading for draft picks for next year. Um, so if you're in that position, it's like, uh, you, I mean, you still want to think about the winner of the consolation bracket is the one who gets the first round pick next year. So if like you actually want a high, draft pick or one or two or something like that you don't want to literally sell off everything you want to somewhat try to compete in the consolation bracket if you want that one first pick or second pick which i, I don't know 
I think you do. I mean, because with the keepers that we have, like being having that first or second pick, I think provides some some advantage. Like this past, provide. past year, like this past year, the f- first pick was Ezekiel Elliott, who's been great, and then second pick was Chubb. The next pick, oh my gosh, trades were all over the place. Or Tyreek Hill, and then you had Travis Kelsey. I mean, I guess those are okay ones, but like running backs are so like, there's not a lot of really good running backs that are usually left out there. And so if you are in a position where you want, you know, to draft a good stud running back, which seems to be the trend most places and especially in our league, that's where it's like super advantageous. After that was what we had Barkley, who's not been good. Mixon, Najee Harris. There's a couple really good, right? Who has Mixon? I I traded him away. I think he's been just, Absolute yeah, stuff. I think for he's Nick. Been pretty good this year. He's number five. Yeah, yeah. I think the key thing it always comes down to is is what is someone worth? At the, and I, I want to hear how you think about it. My couple of thoughts I have. One is I think last year we undervalued picks and overvalued players um, when making draft pick trades, especially towards you know playoff time. We, a lot of people, like we gave out one, two, three, two first rounders were traded. I traded one, Jordan traded one, one, two, three, four, and five second round picks were traded. I think you have to take into account the time horizon that is left of the season. So like if I'm, if I'm giving it like, this is a mistake I think I made last year is I traded my first round pick away for Aaron Jones and I got to use Aaron Jones for only three, four weeks, I think. Mm -hmm. Whereas that first round pick that I just traded away could have been, you know, if I look at it, it could have been, I would have been the fourth pick. could have been Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Joe Mixon, Najee Harris for me for in this entire season, which is, you know, kind of what is more valuable. And maybe perhaps if that's like the one player you needed and you knew you were going to like win the title, which no one does, maybe it's worth it. But in general, I think trading this late in the game, your first, your second round picks, I, I, third you could probably justify. I, I just don't think first and seconds make sense from a value standpoint. Well, it depends. Well, I, I think it depends on who you get back as well, like or like what you get back, because obviously you have to trade the same amount of trap picks, right? So like. Okay. If, if, I see what you're if you saying. get rid of a, a first rounder and you get a second rounder back, well, then maybe it does make sense. I see. That's okay. Good point. I don't think we were. So I guess, yes, that's excellent point actually. So I think I, I'd advise folks if they're doing that, just don't give a first rounder and then get only, I, I think you have to get then a second or a third rounder back, maybe a fourth, but I don't think, I don't think you can swap a first for a fifth. I think the gap it starts to get too great there. So I, I did, you were doing so big I did, sorry, sorry. No, I was just saying, I think last year, if I go back and look at it, those trades were, were bigger gaps. Like I, let me see what I even traded. I, I did a first for a sixth last year. I, too big of a gap. I don't think that made sense. I probably should have gotten a third rounder back, something like that. Yeah. So I did, I, 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 I was talking to you right before we randomly started, but uh, the, I did some sort of analysis last year and I have no idea how accurate it is, but so I did like average points. How many points 
do you um, do you expect like a first rounder to give you versus how many points do you expect a second rounder and so forth? And so the difference between a first and a sixth round, like using your example, mm-hmm. is about 55 points. Now that's going to be depending on like, so that's like if, if Christian McCaffrey is projected to score 200 points for the rest of the season, for all season, then you would expect whatever a running back or whatever, yeah, maybe a running back in the sixth round would be projected at 145 for the rest of the season. And you're saying rest of season. So not, you, you're only looking, you're not looking at, at the whole season. Right. So I'm, I'm just looking at like draft day. Just draft day. So okay. now what you're now kind of connecting that to right now, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you're looking at if Kyle Schroeder was to trade Christian McCaffrey. Let's say he was two and eight, but he has Christian McCaffrey and he wants to get loaded or something like that. Well, Christian McCaffrey might be projected to score mm-hmm. 90 points the rest of the season, right? So you would have to have like the increase in value to get Christian McCaffrey has to be what it would be uh, 35 points. Like if the, if you're replacing a 35 points for the rest of the season player with Christian McCaffrey, you can go first for a sixth. But the problem is most people aren't replacing Correct. that low of a person. They're replacing maybe like a wide receiver or a running back three, which might be like 60 something, maybe 70, I don't know, points. Uh, for the rest of the season so that that would be like a third or a fourth like what you were saying yeah there's just not a lot of points left because there's also just there's just not a lot of weeks left what would be fascinating is is if someone decided at the very beginning of the year like i'm i'm out so so like (laughs) what i mean i mean maybe it's kind of what happens but at the very beginning of the year that's when you could say argue trading a first for like a 14th round draft pick would make sense so if i if i'm brian and i drafted ezekiel Elliott first overall and the season hasn't even started yet and i go to you joe and i say hey give me a first round pick next year you can have ezekiel Elliott for this entire year Mm -hmm. and then you're like well you know maybe throwing a you know you split the 10th 11th 12th for something like that well, now, like Brian's already set himself up. He's for next year. He's got a first round pick. You've got a player, a solid one that you can take advantage of the entire year. That's when it makes sense to kind of have that big gap. As we're saying, there's some component of time horizon as well as, you know, value of, of the players and the picks that needs to be taken into consideration. So, so here's, here's another way to maybe think about it. Um, let's say, let's just use the Christian McCaffrey example. Uh, according to, and you have to kind of, it'll be skewed a little bit for buys, of course, but let's just remove buys from the equation. Uh, so Christian McCaffrey is like 109 projected points for the rest of the season, according to like fantasy pros. If, if he wanted, if someone wanted to get him, and I don't know, let's say I want to, I want to get him, and I'm going to give Michael Carter away. Um, nope. I just traded Michael Carter. Um, Kareem Hunt, right? So 56 points or Clyde Everett, 55 points. So that's like, what would, what would uh, Kareem Hunt or Clyde Everett, CEH, what would he go as next year? Would he go as like a fourth round pick, third round pick? Like what would people buy? Like, 
or what, what what would you draft CEH if the season ended right now? What would be his ADP next year? He'd probably be in that probably running back uh, probably the four three four range depending on okay so probably fourth round let's just say fourth round that'd be my so fourth round yeah yeah so like okay his Chris McCaffrey would go first round CEH would go fourth round let's say next year well you're not getting the full CEH you're not getting the full uh, Chris McCaffrey so like what you're saying so instead of giving up your first for a fourth you would basically have that if you can think about that or something like that or you would just go okay no first for a third first for a second so I'd like to think about it and like projected ADP for next year as well. And then like just shorten, like kind of com- um, compress that a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just, I think we struggle with this. We really could like, we probably should come up with a, a legitimate model that can be, can be looked at because there's, or we're just naturally the market, you know, you can let the market, you know, market efficient inefficiencies or market efficiency theory, whatever it is, like take place yeah. and like we'll learn over the course of three or four seasons, <laughs> you know, what it is. So, I, I, you know, Andy, I think was one of the major benefactors last year. I don't think anyone doubts that. I think you were too, to be quite honest. I think both yeah. of you guys, not only necessarily that you guys still have the players that you drafted, Andy, Andy does, but you got players with value that were then worth more in trades and stuff throughout the year. And lo and behold, you two are, are sitting there looking really good. Um, and, you know, most likely, you know, to the top contenders, if not the two top contenders to, to win it all. I know you're high on Jordan. We can talk about Jordan a little bit. Jordan's great. We love Jordan, but you do know you can't win. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other thought I had, you know, all over the places, um, if you're trading uh, keepers, so like I think something changes. So in your example, well, that's hard too. Yeah, McCaffrey for Ceh is. Are you doing that deal because someone's wanting to keep Christian McCaffrey as well as you doing that deal because someone wants to keep Ceh? You know, you've got to also look. You know, make sure you pull up the draft board from last year and make sure you know. Hey, I'm I'm giving away this person. Oh, <laughs> they could be kept for you know a tenth round pick you know, next year. So be, you know, just make sure you know the value of your players that you're trading away and don't, don't just give away someone who's going to be amazing keeper value um, without taking that into consideration as well. So again, I don't think you can, if you're trading someone away, who's like a 10th round keeper, I don't think you, uh, well, what would a draft pick be? Like what's, what's an appropriate, let's do it. Let's do a case here. So like uh, someone who was drafted, like, so let's who, who's, who's a big breakout player this year? Who's well, I, got one, I got one for you. I got one. So one one example here is is Javante Williams. So let's say instead of me getting a player back from Evan, Evan was interested in Javante Williams, who was drafted in the sixth round. He's going to be drafted about way earlier than the sixth round next year. He'll probably be a second or third round pick because Melvin Gordon may not be on the Broncos. He could be the lead back. What would what pick should I expect to get back from Evan if I'm giving him Javante Williams that he's going to keep in the sixth round next year? This is where it gets in. Yeah, so that's a good point. So let's say now you have to take into consideration Evan's benefit of 
Javante Williams right now, or his net gain would be whatever a sixth rounder versus a third rounder, let's say, would be. Well, it's got to be someone between there, right? I think, it's, I think you just answered it in, in a weird way. Is if his if Javante Williams ADP next year we think is going to be a third rounder, yep. and Evan can keep him for a sixth, then Evan's got to give me a fourth or a fifth. Somewhere in between. He wouldn't give me a third because he's like, well, then that's that's a that's what he's worth. It's not, I might as well just wait and see if I, I can draft him. And I wouldn't accept a sixth because I'm like, well, I could just keep him for a sixth round value. So it, it would, the pick that would make sense for me, I'd have to have something in between. There's a lot of moving parts here. It's getting kind of confusing because it's like, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I see what you're saying, but now let's say, uh, what he gives you, Javante Williams, right? He, you give him a sack of potatoes, right? Let's just say zero value, no one, right? A defense, something like that. Well, now what if, okay, he gives you that, but then he also, uh, and you say, oh, I'll give you, let's say, who's getting the better value there? Sorry, you're training, he's training it to you, right? He's giving yeah, me but, yeah. But then you say, well, so give me your sixth round pick and I'll give you my last round pick. The difference between the sixth round and 14th round is probably worth like the value of keeping Javante Williams for a sixth when he's a third rounder. Okay. So that's like, like that sort of, so Here's it's a lot of things. All right. So I think we've confused everybody. I don't think we've helped anybody. Um, I've enjoyed the conversation and now my brain hurts. There's there are various trade value charts out there yeah. that assign a numer yeah a numerical value to players that are supposed to like help people like make trades. So like if you, I think Numberfire's got one. I think CBS has one. What we need to do is I think we need to come up with some way to value picks, kind of in like a grid. You know, you got first round through fourteenth round pick. They've got to be worth something week one, something different week two, something different week three. And maybe it's maybe it's an exponential or not exponential. It's either going to be linear or exponential. I don't know. Probably linear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it, they have to, by definition, decrease in value. Whereas, whereas I don't think that the trade value, the trade values that those websites use, I don't know if they go down. Like, I think it's just a point in time type of deal. So we would have to scale them down. They are. And they're off yeah. some reference point or something. So it's, but it, it, I think that with, when we're looking at like trading draft picks, we, people get, there needs to be a better way. And maybe everyone needs to just do it on their own. So they have something, but my advice is, is don't, don't be so quick to throw away your first and second round picks. If you're not getting back you know, something comparable, uh, you know, in my opinion at this get late in the season, if you're going to give away a first round pick for a player, you know, to try and make a playoff run, I think you have to at least get a third round pick back. I, that's yeah. where I sit. So if anyone wants to come poach my roster or something, or, or is trying to give me players and stuff, that's where I sit. I'm not going to, I'm not going to accept or even consider, you know, any gap bigger than that this late in the season. Sure. Okay. Do you want to talk about what, um, just real, we're going to do playoff projections or guesses, but I have a few teams that, or at least one team 
who needs to go after, I think, selling his draft picks to get someone. I think Kyle Bash needs to. I think he, he needs to go off and see what he can get for his first round pick or his second round pick. And he needs to like get a, a stud back or someone because he lost Derrick Henry, but he's sitting at eight and two. And, but if you look at his roster, it doesn't look like a roster that's going to make a deep playoff run. At least I don't think so. But I think he's in a position where if he got back, if he somehow replaced a Derrick Henry, which you can't really, I, I don't know. I think he's in a good position to try to see what he can buy. But. Well, it kind of depends on what he, how he's feeling. I mean, funny. Um, I think the last podcast we did, I, we looked at Cal's roster and I think we said, should he trade Henry or Cooper cup? Because they're both at like their all time high values and what well, happens when yeah. one of them gets hurt and well, by Derrick Henry. Um, maybe, I mean, I guess it's curious if Kyle thinks he's going to be able to win, like if he's aiming to still win, um, which I don't see why he wouldn't. I think there's some, yeah, I think it might be worth, you know, between now and and the 29th to look, Um, go look at Tim's roster. Tim's got Alvin Kamara. So that might be, there might be some sort of draft pick uh, trading available there. I'll just raise my hand. If I lose this week, I'm going to be probably, I mean, probably. And I've got Montgomery who's got a good playoff schedule. I've got Daryl Henderson who's got a good playoff schedule or decent playoff schedule. Um, Now I've got Metcalf and Godwin. I've got Waller. So, I mean, I've got some players and I think, you know, there might be some other folks in that situation, but um, yeah, it could, could make sense for Kyle to be one of those buyers. Who else? Anyone else that you noticed? No, I was just going to make a quick comment. I think your last two weeks, I mean, it, it was a heartbreak. Like, I think you needed to at least take one from Brian or Kyle Schroeder, but you you dropped it. I dropped. You did. dropped the ball. No, I know because I like your roster. I just, I really do. I think you. I think the manager of the year award right now is you because I actually did not like your roster at the beginning of this year. Thanks. I didn't. You're welcome. Uh, but now, like, you made some trades. You, I don't know. It's a playoff like, roster. It's a playoff no, roster. We were talking it's about, good. but it's but it's, it doesn't quite feel like a, a championship roster. Sure. Yeah. It's like a like a you're playing for third, fourth, maybe. I would love to just win this week and <laughs> have another week of like you know stressing because I definitely stress about this of whether or not to oh, yeah, yeah. or not. What I was gonna bring up Nick. Go take a look at Nick's team here. I know. Um, I actually was just uh, on his team. Yeah. yeah, five and five. Uh very winnable matchup this week could go to six and five nick you know hasn't been in the playoffs a lot this is like a within striking distance of you know the championship making a run got a few holes though should he now or what i guess i don't know if he'll read this or listen to this and make a decision or definitely after if he wins this week does he go for it does he go and just say i'll be the guy who goes and picks off you know, the, the players off my team or Tim's team, or maybe if he really likes someone still on Evan's team and kind of really bolster his roster going into the playoffs to challenge the top teams. Yeah, I think so. Otherwise you're going to get the top teams. Uh, Andy, me, Jordan might even go after 
I, I don't know, just the earlier, the better to try to get some of this stuff. Um, I know it's risky to like do it before this week and you're sitting at five and five, but I think you need to make moves like that. Nick, otherwise we're just gonna, I don't know, buy up everything. Nick, come talk to me when I lose and you win <laughs> and you're, and you want, you know, to put Josh Allen in there as your starting quarterback, when you're looking for a better flex, come, come take a peek and let's, let's work out a deal or something effective, you know, offer out there for, for others. Problem with some of our top teams, like you guys, you, you're not needing anybody. Like, I feel like you, Jordan, Andy, like you guys just will be needing to like, look like you're at the point where you can just look at like playoff matchups and be like, Oh, I've got, you know, three, two running backs who both have horrible matchups and week 16, let me go see if I can find someone else that I'm not going to use, but I could plug and play like that week. Yeah. Is your guys' starting lineups, assuming, assuming everyone stays healthy are all rock solid. Like they are really good. And like any sort of improvement, which you guys could make improvements they're they're incremental. They're not like, they're, they're not like, like, I, mean, I don't think you have to even though. give up more because of the value right. of the player that we're getting. Yeah. Right. But it's not gonna be that much better than what you guys have. So uh, it's a, it's an interesting kind of situation you guys are in, but uh, kind of fun to watch. Um, you know, you know, whose roster I'm intrigued in um, if he loses this week is uh, Brian's. I think that he has a great roster as well, at least starting lineup, but I don't know. I don't know what his schedule looks like, but uh, him and Kyle Bash, I think, could match pretty well because I think Kyle Bash needs a better running back. He's playing A.J. Dillon right now. I mean, maybe Aaron Jones is going to be out for four or five weeks or more, but uh, he lost Derrick Henry, but Brian has Zeke, Jonathan Taylor, and James Conner on his team. So I, I think that he could, if he does lose, maybe if he wins, keep going for it. Especially if he wins and like Nick loses, man, I think that Brian might should just keep going for it. But if he loses, I think he could match up with someone who needs a running back. I mean, let's so realistically here, I'm like Andy's Andy's going to beat me this week. Right? We'll just we're just going to kind of make some things up. <laughs> so Andy Andy would be seven and four. You know, I drop down. I'm four and seven. Kyle Schroeder plays Kyle Bash. I think, you know, we'll just kind of look at projections. I mean, Kyle Schroeder is projected to handily win. So let's say he wins. So then Kyle Schroeder is now at six and five. And Kyle Bash, he's sitting up there at eight and three. You play Brian. Let's assume, you know, you you win that. You're eight and three. If Brian drops down, he's he's down hanging out with me at four and seven. Nick plays... Tim, we're already kind of given Nick. I think we're giving Nick the nod that he's gonna he's gonna win. So he's now at six and five. Tim's just Tim's definitely done. And then let's you know Evan's gonna lose. So he's down now at three and eight, and Jordan wins. So he's he's seven and four. Okay. So let's anything any of that you just totally disagree with? It may not happen, but no, that's I, don't, I don't think so. I mean that, that's probably the most likely outcomes this week, but yeah. So when we do that, so if that's what happens, we have two eight and threes, two seven and fours, two six and fives, and then we drop to two four and sevens. We're if that turns out that way, Brian and myself, I mean, we have a two a two game gap to make up, you know. So like it's 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 almost almost impossible 
Yeah. And so if Brian wants to like make a move today or before the game start tomorrow, if he's, if he's not feeling good about this week against you, that would be a great time to do it. I, I would do a deal today or tomorrow morning if someone came and like blew my socks off. Otherwise, I'm going to see if I beat Andy. And if I beat Andy, well, then I'll, I'll hang out in the mix probably for, you know, another week. Um, and just, you know, say, and probably won't, you know. Yeah. So, so Brian's schedule, uh, the next three weeks, um, Evan, Tim, but then Kyle Schroeder to end it. So like he has a pretty easy schedule. So I, I think it's going to, the most interesting part are, uh, I think, decision after this week. If Brian beats me, uh, what does he do? Um, especially if for some reason, which I don't know, the projections are kind of close right now, but if Tim beats Nick and Brian beats me, then I think it gets interesting who wants to go for what. Um, and it's, and if you beat Andy, I mean, if that all happens, I mean, everything's just, I don't know. We need weird. a messy weekend. You know what we need? We need a messy weekend. We need what I just said is likely to happen to all get completely happen. Yeah. Besides Jordan can beat Evan because Evan's made the decision to go out. I think Jordan can win. But if all the other ones can get like really messy, like if Tim can win, like upset Nick, even though he's not really trying to, if, if, Brian beats you. If Kyle Schroeder, actually, if Kyle Schroeder loses, that would make it even messier. Because yeah, you know. And then if I win, that's when I think you know. Next time we get on the pod, we can start having some fun conversations about <laughs> you know. Maybe really... we can try. Well, I mean, this thing's. Maybe we can try to even do it a little bit earlier next week, depending on. I don't know. I know we, we're Thanksgiving's next week. Oh but... yeah, yeah. We can probably squeeze something in. Um, why don't we just, so who right now, without putting like all playoff predictions, because we kind of talked about that here a little bit, who, um, who are your top two teams that if, if, if you had to make your predictions today would be in the final and, and who'd win? Um, I think Jordan and me would be in the finals. And I think, I actually think Jordan would win. Um, I don't know. I, I, I do like Andy's team a lot, but um, I don't know. He's been struggling lately, and uh, I just don't know if he's going to – I can just see something happening in, in the playoffs. So I would say me and Jordan, honestly. Okay. And I have Andy and you, and I have Andy winning. I okay. still I think that – I know that things have not gone great all year for him, but – Talent and opportunity have got to start winning out. I mean, <laughs> his roster is unbelievable, has been from day one, and is still truly unbelievable. If Kyler Murray gets back healthy, or if he wants to go and make a move and start to kind of pick up people, maybe if I lose, maybe he's interested in Josh Allen to make his playoff push. Um, it, it's, it's hard for me to see him not like being heavily – well, not heavily favored, but favored, and in, in uh, like playoffs, just like. Pre- just just uh, realistically, Barkley hasn't played for a long time. So, how much is he gonna be eased in? Is he going to be a stud? You know, he has the talent, obviously. DeAndre Hopkins is injured and out. 
and he doesn't really problem. have he does huh? have a flex problem yeah but he's got yeah. two solid running backs and two solid wide receivers now that he can count on a solid tight end great i should say great for all those five positions yeah and then his quarterbacks are would be great if kyler murray's back and healthy so he does have a flex problem. So if he could go big game hunting and get someone solid to put in the flex throughout the playoffs, yep. I mean, someone like James Robinson would have been good for him. He's got that good. James Robinson has that good playoff schedule. Oh, and sure. Andy could have gone and gotten him and sold off some pieces. He should, Andy probably should have sold some people earlier in the year that he, he, he think he waited a little too long. Interesting thing about James or that trade with me and Jordan. Uh, so James Robinson and Michael Carter used to be on, Jordan's roster and uh, Mike Davis used to be on my roster. So we basically just got our players back, except I got Austin Eckler. I think um, you lost that trade. Is that what? you gave him two starters, like people that he can legitimately use? My, I mean, Mike Davis is a throwaway player, right? I mean, that was just right. Like, yeah, I didn't care about him. I, was I just don't him. think the gap between Robin, James Robinson and Eckler is that, that big. Let me let me just check real fast. I'm gonna I'm gonna go look at I'll look at the CBS trade value chart and then we can wrap things up here and see the values that they have. Again, it's just one Do chart. Do they have a half point PPR? Because Austin Eckler will be worth way more than half point PPR. They they have they do a column of non and PPR, so we can just kind of look directly in between. Okay, so you I'll just say the value of the running backs that you received. So you got to do the math here. Um, I'll just split it in half. So 32.5 plus. Can you hear that? Yeah. Oh man, that was an ad for Gap, everybody. Um, huh. So um, what did I say? 32.5 plus five. 37.5. Okay. So that's the value that you got. Uh-huh. And then the value that Jordan got was 30 plus 10, 40. I guess he better than a half and 40. So that's really not that bad, different. I guess I, I'm surprised that Michael Carter on this trade value charts as low as as low as that. I, I guess I value him more than 10 points on kind of that chart. Sure. All right. So I guess it's not too bad. I I, I would have just flip-flopped Eckler for Robinson, if that's where you guys felt. I mean, 30 versus 32.5. I mean, based on this trade value chart, we can look at other ones are are, are pretty comparable. Yeah, yeah. So I well, just, I also had a lot of depth. So, I don't know. I, I have Aaron Jones on my bench. I got Deontay Foreman um, as a flex value. I don't know. I had a lot of – so I, was, I just wanted a stud running back. I tried to get okay. Eckler. Last thing, uh, real fast. What do you uh, playoff project, or who do you think makes it? You just think the top six right now? I think, it's, I think it's you, Kyle Bash, Andy, Jordan, Kyle Schroeder, and Nick. Those are the six that I think are going to find their way into the playoffs. With myself and Brian obviously having a, an outside shot. And I, if we win this week, I think we're, we're right back in the mix of things. I think I'll flip Brian and Nick for your projections. I think Brian sneaks in as the sixth. I think he beats me this week. I don't know. All right. I was just saying, I, I, I tried to get Austin Eckler from Jordan. I tried to offer get him to upgrade his tight ends, but I think he's happy with 
Goddard and Gesicki when I was shopping Kittle and Waller oh. this past week. I was trying to give him uh, one of those running one of those tight ends, either Waller or Kittle, plus one of my running backs. So really looking at Montgomery or Henderson for for Eckler. And he opted, he opted no for that. Well, I think that would have upgraded his roster. Would you like his roster better if he was? I mean, if look at him starting this week, instead of starting Michael Carter and Gasicki, he could have been starting David Montgomery and Darren Waller. Say say they were trade again. Sorry, real fast. So if I would have given him Montgomery, I'm just saying Montgomery and Waller for Eckler. I mean, it would have given like I just had. I mean, probably. I mean, I I think that if that was the trade, and then uh, he just gave you a throwaway, Mike Davis or something. Yeah, I think I think that would have been a good trade. Well, that was what that's what was on table. Interesting. I don't know, but Jordan, don't regret it. Jordan, Joe thinks you're going to win. I think Andy's going to win. Everybody have a happy gobble gobble Thanksgiving, and we will talk to you next week. Or maybe not because we're not consistent. So you never know. Right. Who knows? We'll see. Keep it on your toes. Take care. Bye. Bye.